0: Good morning and welcome to the Jeff Gregory podcast. I'm on my way to get Christy's oil change today in her car. Uh, it's kind of over a little bit, but it needs to be done. So that's what I'm heading to do. I'm going to stop by Academy Sports first. <clears throat> I've got my mask and I've got my gloves. i got my hand sanitizer, my Lysol spray. So I'm rocking it. That's kind of what I'm going to talk about a little bit today. Uh, I'm so sick of hearing about the coronavirus, but yet, you know, it's kind of what's going on in the world. It's not something that we can deal with, you know, easily. It's not something that we can just kind of let go to the wayside because it's such a devastating virus. You know, from everything you read about it and hear about it, you know, all the deaths and everything, especially in, you know, New York and California that have the higher, you know, amount of people in one small populated area it just kind of runs rampant and here in Tennessee it don't feel that bad you know I live in Sumner County which is you know right now the third highest as far as cases go I think the first highest as far as deaths go but a lot of that was nursing homes and older folks but still it's it's very scary it's very scary to me because I think about Julie my daughter Julie Julie's a little girl that you know when she after her second birthday, she got a really bad upper respiratory infection, and then you know, way worse than the croup. And you know, she was in the ICU for several days because she can't breathe. Um, I grew up with asthma. one of those things that you know, I don't know if it's just a big guy trait, but I had asthma growing up. Um, I have it every now and then. It's I've never had exercising asthma. That's what I call it. You know, especially teaching kids at school where. I've had problems breathing whenever I was playing sports, other than getting out of breath. Mine was more allergy-driven asthma. My asthma came in small doses, like when granddaddy was cutting the hay, or somebody was lighting the tobacco barns, or being outside in the spring when everything's blooming. Those kind of things triggered my asthma, you know, often as a young child. Uh, I had a couple asthma attacks during surgeries. Which was kinda of crazy. I don't know if it was the anesthesia or what it was, but those things triggered the asthma for me growing up. But moving forward, talking about the virus, you know, it's scary. I don't really worry so much about me or Christy, you know. For big folks, we're actually in very good good shape. Um, I run and play, like, you know, right now I'm about three hundred and seventeen pounds. But me and Jenna run the greenway. And when I say run, we run the greenway. You know, I'm just not this lollygag, daddy can't jog with you. No, daddy's a very athletic big man. And so's my wife. Like, she can run and play and, you know, do the greenway and play in the creeks and run. And, you know, I just worry about my children. Yeah, because as an adult, I guess the older I get, the less I'm fearing death you know it's never been a fear per se it's been more of a I don't want to go I don't want to leave my children behind without me you know I know one day that's going to happen you know um, hopefully I'm an old man and you know my family's around me or I I, you know go away in my sleep or something peaceful I don't want it to be where I'm on a respiratory machine and respirator and I can't breathe, and I look like a zombie, and you know my kids can't be with me, and you know, I want it to be something where I can be with my girls. I know that sounds kind of morbid, and it is, but at the same time, it's very truthful because I look at it like this. I want to live for a long time. And seeing people not take precautions or not wearing masks, I know it's kind of a pain to wear a mask, because you know, I wear glasses. My glasses fog up. I look like, you know, people look like I'm a freak, three-headed freak, you know, and I even had a guy a couple weeks ago, gosh, I don't want to, I really shouldn't share this story, but I'm going to, I was at Walmart. First time I've been to Walmart the whole time, like six weeks of being home on quarantine. And I told Christy, I was like, I'll go for you, you know, cause she's been doing all the shopping and I just didn't want her to go that day. I, plus I kind of wanted to get out. And I'm wearing a mask and I'm walking around Walmart and I got my gloves on and I'm pushing the bucket. This guy's, like, kind of harassing me as a young kid, you know, I guess high school, just, you know, making fun of me and saying stuff to me. So I walk up to him, I take my big right hand, and I shoot him the bird right in his face. And he kind of freaked out because, you know, here I am, big bearded guy with tattoos all over me and very unchristian-like, but I did it. And I I, I don't regret it because I just had enough. I hit my breaking point because the first couple things he said to me, I just kind of let go. Like I didn't hear him. When he came back around, he was showing off with his little girlfriend, and I just had to let him know, no, this is not how this is gonna go down, you know. Kinda leads into a little point I was gonna make that, you know, I always have people ask me what I do for a living, and I teach. And it's funny because when I say I teach elementary school children, the look on people's faces are like, no way, no way, you know. I've had people ask me if I was a police officer, if I was a bounty hunter, if I was a construction worker. You know, and I mean, I guess it's just my look. You know, and I I don't know how to take that, but you know, I really am. Like, I chose to be a teacher because I wanted to give back, like I've said before, it's on my podcast. I wanted to be a, a guy that is there for, you know, young boys and girls that are going through hell, like I went through. You know, because there's literally nothing that they can't say that I that I wouldn't be able to relate to. And that's why I teach. That's the main reason why I teach. The secondary reason why I teach is I had to find a job to break the family curse. Sheila and Jeff's past in life were not what they should have been. So I had to find a job that would allow me to break that curse and keep me... Honest, keep me content, keep me accountable. Is the big word I was thinking of. Keep me accountable because if I was a construction worker, I like to fight. I mean, I did. I've grown up fighting. One of those things, you know. I, you know, in college, college I was doing that kind of stuff, bouncing and things like that. I like it. It's in my genetics. My heart rate goes up. I love to box. Love to throw fist. I had to find a job that would keep me accountable. And I did. Because no matter what I do in my life, whether it's something that is good or something that I'm trying to keep from doing bad, I always keep that in my front of my mind that, hey, you're a school teacher. You have to be the example. School teachers are already catching enough hell anyway from people that, and I meant that literally, we do, we walk through the fire, that it's not good publicity for me to be doing stuff that would get you know badger the teacher name and i don't i mean i'm not saying that's what i walk around doing in walmart flipping folks off but that young man needs to be taught a lesson and i did and after that when, it, when i saw him again i was in the food aisle and he wouldn't even make eye contact like like he walked back like he saw a ghost because i'd had enough you know wearing a mask is not something i want to do i don't like to because it messes up my beard uh, I don't like to because I can't breathe. Uh, I start to hyperventilate a little bit because I get a little anxious. And then it fogs up my glasses. But for me to keep my girls safe, it is something that I am willing to do for them. It's something I'm willing to do for my health. So anybody that you know disapproves or doesn't like that, I'm, stop listening to my podcast because I don't really care. Today's a very truthful day. I'm not gonna be one to sit back and not step on toes. Um, if there's a toe that's getting stepped on, you can stop listening, turn off the podcast. I don't care. I feel like I'm listening to Paul Koharski. You know, sometimes he kind of goes off on rants. That's just kind of what's going on in my mind today. You know, don't be stupid. Don't be in Walmart without a mask with all these other folks without masks too. You know, don't be stu- like on oh, social distance. Bull crap. Stuff breathes in the air. Why do they? Th- why do you think the CDC's recommending you wear a mask? not just to keep you safe, but to keep others safe because now they're saying there's people that are carriers the folks that are at the National Rescue Mission 80 something people tested positive no symptoms, asymptomatic know what that means? means you're a carrier my sister, she's a carrier of strep throat she never gets strep throat but by goodness she gives it to everybody in her house I feel like I'm a carrier of strep throat I very rarely, actually I don't think I've ever had strep throat but maybe once in my life I mean, other than some scratchy throat, because it seems like whenever I get something like that, I pass it to Jenna or I pass it to Christy, and they get it pretty rough. Think about your family, which leads me into religion. I'm all four churches getting back together. And I know that we're at a peak time where religion can be put on the back burner because you're not meeting, you're not having that accountability of putting your butt in a seat on Sunday. My role at church isn't a butt in my seat anyway. I very seldom sit in a pew. You know, since the beginning of the year, actually since Christmas, I think I've sat in a pew twice. Because I do other roles, and I enjoy that. But for some folks, that accountability needs to be there. I know it does. I know you. I know the ones that are listening to my podcast that know I'm talking to you. But at the same time, church is not gonna get you into heaven. Walking in that building is not going to be your safe place to, hey, I'm going to heaven because I go to church on Sundays. Opening your Bible daily. Praying. Talking to God. Using scripture. Studying. Use the word. Somebody said, I don't know how to study the Bible. Open it up and start reading. Pick out a character. One of my favorite characters, Samson. I always liked Samson. Because I like to lift weights. I always thought I was a strong guy. So Samson was my favorite character in the Bible growing up. And then, Barnabas. I like Barnabas because he was the great encourager. One year at church camp, after my mom killed herself, I got the Barnabas Award. Because I let let it look like nothing was bothering me. I was trying to encourage other folks. Barnabas. That's a good character to study. If you don't know who these characters are, Google them. Google them. You know, I hate Google, but you know what? Google has a lot of good information when it comes to looking up stuff in the Bible that you're unsure about. Don't read everything and believe everything. Study it for yourself. Another character, Job. Job, you think you're going through a lot because you're stuck at home with your children. Or you're stuck doing a job that you don't like or you're not working right now. Job. Job lost it all, man. I mean, God took away everything. He had nothing. I couldn't imagine right now that if I didn't have my girls. I couldn't say what would happen. I don't know that's a character right there to think about to study about open your bible going to that building is not going to get you into heaven I understand that it's good for spiritual growth it's good for you know your mental health, your physical health to be around folks that you love and care about and that are in the same beliefs call them FaceTime them. Send them a message. Talk to them. Do not be one of those people that lets it go on the wayside and like, oh, woe is me, I'm not at the church building. Do those things. Call them. Call me. FaceTime me. Yeah, you're going to hear a couple kids screaming in the background, but they love you. They want to see you too. Stay safe. Most importantly, stay safe. Right now, you can't have a funeral. Right now, I can't visit you in the hospital. And that sucks because that's a big fear. I know we're supposed to walk through life fearless. You know, Max Licato does if you ever do want to do a Bible study, I have the book. I'll let you have it. It's called Fearless by Max Lucado. It's talking about how to walk through this life without being fearful. And that's one of the hardest things to do because... You're human. You have emotions. You don't want to die. You don't want to get sick. You don't want to suffer. You don't want to go through pains in life that are going to cause you to stumble and take your eyes off God. Being fearful. It is what it is. I'm not going to rant and rave today, but I do want to talk. I believe that everyone needs to be a little more proactive. It's like teaching. When I have a student that I know is a behavior student, I stay more proactive. I make sure that I'm there watching the behavior, trying to watch for the triggers, trying to take care of that student. If I react to the student's behavior and not while I'm not being proactive, I've already lost that battle. Same thing with this virus. If you wait till you get sick or your family gets sick to do anything, you've already lost. Not counting all the other folks you've come in contact with. Be smart. That's all I really have to say today. It's a short podcast. Um, I just wanted to make sure that people knew kind of where I stood today on this. Uh, especially the church part. You know, we're not going back to church for a while. You know, I've told Christy that, and she she's actually was the first one to say that to me. She's like, hey, we're not going to church for a while. We can do the online thing. You know, we can keep in touch with members that way and things like that, and that's fine. I love my church family. I love my church. But I'm not risking Julie for anybody at the church, especially when I know that kids come to church sick. When I've been in Rev Kids and I'm like, Oh, well, he had a fever this morning, but I gave him Tylenol. How the heck? What? I don't bring my children to church sick to get other kids sick. If I'm sick or my girls are sick, we stay home. But some folks aren't that way. The same thing teaching. You wouldn't believe how many times I've had a kid with a 104 temperature because Mama gave him Tylenol at 6 o'clock, and it wears off at 10 o'clock, and the kid is miserable. Not saying everyone's a bad parent. Understand there are parents out there that they just kind of overlook it. But prayer request, I have a couple. I want to pray for my church family. I want to pray for the kids that are out of school. I want to pray for my girls. Tomorrow's Julie's fourth birthday. I'm excited. Cinco de Mayo, baby. I just dread to know what she's going to do when she turns 21. But it is what it is. I want my kids to stay well. I want them to learn to social distance. Play in the yard. Feed children. Put down the tablet. Put down the iPad. Julie, I got all kinds of pictures of her playing in the mud. The other day. They look like a pig. That's what kids are supposed to do. Take your kids on the greenway. You ain't that busy. You can still social distance. Pick up a rock. Go rocks. Try to catch some crawdads. Get out of house. Spend time as a family. This has been my favorite part of this virus. Is I have spent so much time with my girls. I love it. Yeah, I'm still working. Like somebody's like, oh, you ain't working. No, I'm really working. Like I got my tablet with me. When I go sit at Nissan, I've got to do some work. I've got to to call some families. I'm going to work on a lesson for online, online stuff. I mean, it's more work for me to do this because I'm I'm not really an online guy. than it is for me face to face with children. It's harder. I put more hours into this kind of stuff than I ever have teaching lessons. But it is what it is. It's the norm for right now. You either accept it, or you can pretend like it's not. And when you and your family get sick, that's on you. Most gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for my family, the church family, and the people that are dealing with this coronavirus. I ask that you be with them, bless them, heal them, comfort them, be with our country, be with our president. Please, Lord, just watch over our president. Let him make the correct decisions. Because I don't want to be in his shoes. I ask you just watch over my girls. Watch over my grandmother. uh, Be with the people in our communities. Still be with the storm victims. They're still hurting. Let us be able to reach out and help them, Lord. I ask you now just bless us and forgive us. Let us have a great day. The sun is on our back. And the sun is in our face. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hope I didn't step on too many toes today. And hope that everyone has a great day. But this is just something that had to be addressed. Talk to you later. See you around.